It's now time for the Billy C Show. Part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Caligero, and it's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay. Today's show is being brought to us in, well, it's being brought to us fully by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Better Man on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. Get a copy right now, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Welcome to our uh, post-fight show. And uh, uh, we're going to be joining me right now is uh, my man uh, Alex Papali. Let me. Uh, there you go. Are you th- are you there, Alex? Good evening, Billy C. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Hey, we just finished uh, watching a, pr- a pretty good card. I'll give you my overall thoughts. Uh, but uh, let's start off with the uh, with the last fight. Anthony Joshua um, defeats Otto Wallen in a fight that uh, went exactly as, as I thought, uh, you know, um, he stopped him. What's your thoughts on the fight? Uh, I thought he looked very good, and I think that um, uh, he's looked better than he's looked in a very long time. Um, and I think that, you know, he looked the, – the most important thing, I think, uh, is that he looked comfortable. He hasn't looked comfortable in a fight in a long time. Now, maybe – that was because he he beat this guy twice as an amateur and and had him as a sparring partner. Um, now, if that's what it requires for him to look comfortable, um, then um, I'm not sure how much we should take away from the win. However, um, he looked about as good as you could look. Um, so uh, I think that you know all credit to him. He looked very sharp, powerful. Um, you know, he pressed every moment of the fight. He fought smart. Um, I think one of the things when the sound finally came back, one of the things. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The sound was out. I thought it was just really quiet there. <laughs> yeah, the sound came out. And I think uh, the, the garter snake, um, Sergio Mora, said that um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, that he's not the same combination punching guy that he used to be. And I think that's accurate. Uh you know, he steps in and maybe fires two shots and then steps out a little bit. Um, he used to um, be a lot more aggressive. And, you know, um, I think that's from being knocked out. Uh, you know, the more the more you stay in there um, within striking range, the more damage you could do, but you can also be damaged. And I think he's learned the hard way that um, he doesn't have the greatest chin in the world. So um, he fights more cautiously now. And um, I think that was the only sign of it in this fight because he knew what was in front of him. And yet he still didn't um, stay, you know, in punching range the way he used to, um, which made him a lot more exciting. Um, But I think that, um, you know, I think it's definitely a good win. Well, AJ improves the 20... uh... What is it? Twenty-seven and three now, right? And uh, twenty-four wins coming by knockout. Um, I, I I agree with you, except I, I think he needs to show 
I think when when we talk about Deontay Wilder, we'll, we'll, we'll I think it'll come into play. But uh, what I'm going to say now, but I think he needs to increase a mean streak for him. Um, I think he needs that at this point in his career. I think that he did fight too cautiously, you know, previously, and even in this fight, to a degree, I thought he fought cautiously. Um, I mean, there was no way physically. Wallen was going to compete with Joshua. I mean, uh, yeah, Anthony Joshua. <laughs> going blank here. And uh, I just thought that AJ should have attacked him and made a little quicker work of him, even though uh, the fight, uh, uh, you know, uh, didn't go that long. I, I just didn't think Wallen deserved to be in the same ring, honestly. Um, and hopefully AJ improves. You know, he, he needs to go in for the kill, I think, a little more. I, I, I don't think he should fight cautiously. Yeah, I agree with you. I, think I mean, even though he, he does have a suspect chin, Alex, I mean, and, and, you're, and I agree that he knows that. But at this point in his career, the way boxing is today and people write you off for one loss, I mean, he needs to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing about him. He's a big, strong guy. Fight like that. Um, uh, and I think that, you know, when he throws caution to the wind, because it is one of those things, if, you, if you're big and strong, you know, and you move quicker, you can do the damage you need to do before he can hit you, uh, before the other guy can. And for a while, that worked with him. Uh, and then little Andy Ruiz changed everything. Um, so, you know, um, but give, give Andy Ruiz credit. He, he's a busy fighter. And, definitely. and the thing about, uh, the fight and we'll get to the, all the other fights, but the thing about the Ruiz fight with AJ, when, when he lost, he wasn't expecting this little pudgy guy to just be throwing as many, uh, punches as he was, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's my point about him needing to be a little more aggressive because if you hit him. He kind of stops in his tracks, you know, and and he has to. It, it takes him. It seems it takes him a while to reset. And um, I, I personally think a guy like Sugar Hill would be more, more beneficial to him uh, in the corner than than Davidson. I, I, I that's just my opinion. But um, Otto Wallen, uh, I, I just you know he had that one good fight. I mean Tyson Fury has pr proven to. Um, at times knock it up for fights and he had that one good showing against Tyson Fury like you know and and everybody regarded him as something really special when he really didn't fight anybody else I'm not shocked at the outcome at all I know you and I were texting back and forth and I predicted a KO um, wasn't a hard prediction but uh, I think Otto Wallen is is a good I hate to use the term, but I think he's going to become a good gatekeeper in the heavyweight division. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely a serviceable guy, and I think that um, you know it depends because it's it's interesting the way the heavyweight division is sort of fleshing out, and uh, and in some cases I really mean flesh uh, because we had one guy who was. 99 and a half pounds heavier than the his opponent <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that just calm down we're gonna go to every single one right so, so when you talk about flesh there's a lot yeah of flesh yeah there. yeah i mean um, he, he was a donor away from 350 but that's besides the point but yeah in terms of talent you know there's not lots there's not a lot of there's guys that can maybe do one thing well but they can't do everything 
Um, but they don't get the chance. But but the problem is they don't get the chance because they're not challenged anymore because of the the illusion that an undefeated record is is what people want to see. And and until that changes, which it may never change, this is what we're going to get. We're going to get one-dimensional fighters. And, I, I mean, uh, we're going to talk about Deontay Wilder right now. That's an, a great example of a, of a guy that was – I said it for how many years? He's a one-trick pony, you know. I got called racist. I got I, – everybody was against me, you know. Uh, no, he's not – but he he even displayed that worse today because he was trying to establish a jab that he couldn't follow through. Uh, one point I want to make before we get into that fight. I love Michael Buffer, you know, but uh, it's time to hang it up, man. It reminds me of when they kept wheeling out poor Dick Clark for the New Year's uh, <laughs> Eve show. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, you know, no disrespect, but, but it was sad to watch it, and I don't want to see Michael Buffer like that. I think that it was pretty obvious that his, his his voice isn't where it is. He's in his 70s. He's done it all. Please, you know, they bring him in for the two big events. You know, uh, Mark did a great job. They, they didn't need Mike. They didn't need Michael Buffer to come in and do that. But anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, you know, Joseph Parker, he, he uh, excuse me, he won the fight um, and uh, looked fantastic against uh, uh, Deontay Wilder. I scored the fight, uh, 118-110. I did give uh, uh, Deontay Wilder two rounds, rounds 10 and uh and 12 i gave him and i think i was just giving him uh uh you know i felt sorry for him rounds even though i i i loved every minute of it he looked he he just he was stumbling around the ring alex okay first of all he was stumbling around the ring he's throwing one punch at a time um i i i mean he he just he he just really I, you could say that the wins, or, or I should say the, the losses at the hands of Tyson Fury beat him up and, and ruined him and everything else, which is, you know, I, I know Sergio Moro was, was suggesting that, you know, once you get knocked out. Uh, but they also pointed out, and this is one thing I do like about the zone, they also pointed out that if you really look at his resume, again, something I've been saying for, for, for years and years, he never fought anybody. The only guy that he ever fought that was good, really, was Tyson Fury. And we all know what happened in those three fights. Technically, he lost all three of them. But that's uh, my opinion. Uh, you know, and, and I think when you add the knockout uh, losses and the fact that is, uh, you know, his age and the fact that there's a lot of tape on Deontay Wilder out there to study for, and, and and Parker just looked, you know, so much stronger. Uh, you know, I, I I disagree with the game plan that they kept going after Deontay uh, in the last round. I, I really would have played it safe because I did give that round to uh, Deontay Wilder, but um, I, I don't even think he has the same power anymore, Alex. Yeah, I think I think the definitely the layoff did not help him in the least. Um, I mean, he fought what the lack round. of talent, the lack of talent, I think was just exposed yes. tonight. Well, and I think what you add to that fighting one round in two years or, or more, um, that's just not, not, that doesn't help anybody. I, I agree with you. I think his legs look, um, looked unsteady 
and they never um, were steady. They even looked yeah. worse. Yeah, and um, I mean, he looked like a baby deer at times. He did it. He did. He that, that's yeah. a good analogy. Um, and I think that the thing about him is that I, like we were saying over text, I don't think that there has ever been that I could think of off, off the top of my head. I really can't think of a top ranked heavyweight who was as top ranked for as long as he has, who has been so under equipped. Um, he is, he, he is like this enormous artillery piece, but that's it. And uh, Parker fought a really smart fight in the sense that if you're going up against a big, powerful artillery piece, you don't stand right in front of it and stand in one place because that gives you gives it time to target you and nail you. He was constantly moving, moving forward. And that was the other thing that's amazing is when you press him and he goes backwards, he has no answers. No answer. Um, and and I think that was another thing that even at one point, um, Chris Mannix, I think, pointed out that even against, and like you said, just in terms of his previous opposition, he lost every single round against Luis Ortiz before he came up with the shot to put him to bed. So I think that's the thing about him is that um, he matched up there really well with Tyson Fury. Um, and so they gave us those three terrific fights, but, um, yeah, I, I don't, if they, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the AJ fight because, uh, because I think AJ is limited too. And I think he's, he's somewhat fragile. I think tonight was sort of a little bit of, um, we saw a little bit of mirrors there because he was so comfortable with who he had in front of him. Um, because if you think about it, he did not look good against Hellenius. And Hellenius was a big, strong guy. Um, he didn't really look that great in the second fight against Ruiz either. And, I, and I've always been a great, uh, you know, I've, I've been a big AJ fan. But, you know, the thing is, is I, I think they are going to, I know they were talking at the end of the fight, oh, you know, fight uh, Herger, uh, Herger uh, what's his name? Her Hergovich. Hergovich. And, um, you know, so on and so forth. But I do think that they'll make the Deontay Wilder fight because I think it, it might be a safer fight for uh, AJ. And to sell it, it could be a redemption fight for Deontay. Um, yeah. I think that uh, uh, Parker's going to go on to get a mandatory title shot. And I believe that. Some of the other uh, fights on that card, the winners are of the fights on that card, which we're going to get to in a second here, should fight each other. Um, because that is the kind of matchups we need in the sport of boxing, especially in the heavyweight division, to, to keep it going. You know, Andy Ruiz seems to be the odd man out, you know, uh, because he's a dangerous fighter, although he, he didn't sound too, uh, too with it tonight, uh, but uh, neither do I. But, but the, the truth of the matter is is that uh, in the Deontay Wilder fight, I, I noticed a lot of negativity with Deontay, um, you know, before, during, and after the fight. And I saw all great things from Joseph, Joseph Parker. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where they each go uh, from there. Parker, yeah, Parker fought a really smart fight. And one of the things that was interesting was Wilder can't fight on the inside at all. Um, and I think that was smart for Parker to crowd him 
um, because um, you could see that at times Wilder was like hitting at him like this. He can't. He um, he. It looks like he doesn't even know how to throw punches. You know, I yeah, mean, he yeah. he actually looked worse tonight from a from a you know. Um, uh, technical point of view than he's ever looked in my opinion yeah, to really, be honest and with I you think some of that is just incredible amount of rust but i think he's always been that kind of guy that he needed you to be out in front of him so that he could fire those great big shots even when um, he was throwing punches he, he had no idea. He didn't even know where the punches were going to end up, you know? Yeah. And Parker's movement, the only thing I, I the only thing that I could say that Parker should improve and maintain the the style that he fought tonight except be a little more aggressive maybe is head movement. Although yeah. he was moving and 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 uh, uh, appearing to give uh, Deontay, uh, you know, a tough time to 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 hit the target. I, I didn't see much head movement, to no. be honest with you. No, it seemed it really seems like a lost art. Um, I saw a clip on YouTube um, recently of uh, Custy Amato's gym, and and it, there was every single kid uh, that was in the gym was moving their heads back and forth. You know, the little ones, the tall ones, everybody's moving their heads. You right. don't see it anymore. No, um, no. and. Um, because it, 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 it makes sense because, you know, why do you want to leave your head in one spot? You know, even if you are just, I don't know. Uh, well, well, think of it this way. target is harder to hit. Let, 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 think of this. Just imagine this. Joseph Parker against Deontay Wilder, except Joseph Parker's doing Mike Tyson head movement. I, I, you know, I, he wouldn't have been hit, and he would have knocked him out. And and I love the fact that Andy Lee, a, Andy Lee is 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 moving up in in my opinion as a quality trainer. And I, I love the fact not only did they come up with a game plan, but part of that game plan was to continuously work the body. It's something that I said uh, that uh, fighters, I was shocked that fighters didn't do. Uh, against Deontay, and and they were talking about him coming in at uh, uh what was it 213 pounds as his ideal weight. Well, when you add 213 pounds to those chicken legs and no movement, no footwork, no no nothing, I don't know if that's a true statement. Yeah, it's interesting how he and and I think you know it's not uncommon. I guess there are certainly uh, examples of really powerful punchers that had you know that kind of a stick stick figure type body. Tommy Hearns, even Diego Corrales, but he was somebody who could fight on the inside. Uh, Alexis Arguello were all tall and thin, heavy punchers. Um, Deontay Wilder was an incredible. Yeah, but they knew how to throw. They knew how to yeah, throw a punch. I mean, all those guys, you know, started, and I think that was one of the things that was sort of that was always working against Deontay Wilder is that he started late. He didn't start boxing until he was like twenty years old or something, and um, he went pretty far when you think about it to win a bronze medal. Um, Good management. He had like 30, 30 yeah. amateur fights or something. So. Yeah. I don't even. I think thirty six or twenty six. But but he had Shelly Finkel, and Shelly Finkel yeah, hand so. fed him cupcakes all the way until and and it was a successful run and and they sold it, you know and and his crazy you know attitude. I mean the young fans bought into it. Hey, yeah. more power to him financially. He's happy. 
He's a little too happy. I mean, uh, you know, he just seemed uh, a little out well, there. The ayahuasca. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I know. But two, two comments I want to make about the fight. We'll move on to the next one. It seemed to me by the third round that Wilder was actually fighting scared. You know, um, I don't know if he was just if he was acting like he, he knew something that uh, we all didn't, but he seemed like he was fighting scared. And um, to me, Joseph Parker, from the minute he entered the ring, had that look on his face like he knew something. It reminded me, it wasn't the same look, but the result was the same. It reminded me, and I'll never forget it, Evander Holyfield's look when he was walking down the aisle during uh, the first fight against Mike Tyson. It was like he, he knew that outcome was already done. And I got that feeling from Joseph Parker, too. And during the fight... Uh, Wilder looked like he was fighting scared. Yeah, Parker definitely seemed like he was just in the in the zone. Um, uh, from like you said, from the w walk to the ring, even in the stare down. Um, and I think maybe that was the thing is you know, especially I don't know. Uh, I've gone to a shaman uh, here uh, in Connecticut uh, a few times, and you know, he talks about you know because he learned in the jungles of the Amazon. And when you take ayahuasca there, you know, your spirit animal comes to you. And maybe uh, Deontay Wilder's spirit animal warned him about this giant kiwi bird that was going to whoop his ass. Maybe all he because took, maybe all he, <laughs> maybe, maybe all he took was a couple of hits of acid. Maybe somebody, you know. But, uh, but one last thing on this fight. Um, I, I just got to give credit uh, to, uh, to Joseph Parker. I mean, uh, that eighth round... He literally beat the living shit out of Deontay Wilder. I mean, credit to Wilder. Credit to Wilder for standing up, yeah, but he took yeah. an ass whipping in that round. He did. He did. And I and I think, you know, um no matter what it is, if he's damaged goods from the Tyson Fury fight, uh, whatever, he's not what he used to be. Um, and I think that's why, if anything, that the fight with AJ is easier to make. Um yep. You know, for but, AJ um, and and, and yeah. listen, you know, when when you're believing your press clippings and and, you know, the sad thing about it, not that we'll never know if he ever could have been anything. I mean, we're making it sound like he never accomplished anything. He accomplished a lot. OK, but my and, point and is just remind you, it's amazing how much this sport can change in the matter of just a couple of fights, because think about this. A few years ago, we were talking about, oh, my God, AJ versus Wilder. What a fight. And then it was like Fury versus Joshua. Oh, my God, what a fight. And then, you know, and, and now all those fight, fights have just dissipated. You know? Well, because nobody wants to fight anybody. And I think that Wilder was a great example of a guy that because he was hand-fed cupcakes and he was able to knock them out with that right hand, which let's all admit, I mean, was one of the most powerful uh, uh, shots in, in hands in uh, boxing. But when you don't get taught anything else, like defense, footwork, maybe maybe a jab. Tonight, I, I saw him throw more jabs than he ever threw in his in his life in every other fight combined. I mean, when you don't get taught any of that, you, you become reliant on that one thing that gets you to, you know, the W. And then when you're hurt, it, it automatically, you go to it again, and you fight in a, a guy that has a little bit of talent, and they're going to expose that. And the only guys that he ever fought 
that that are able to recognize that was Tyson Fury and Joseph Parker. So, I mean, nobody did them any favors except for, you know, their bank accounts. Yeah, and I think that that's the thing, to put it in perspective, in a historical perspective, I think it is important to, to note that as much as today was fun, uh, I really enjoyed, you know, today. Uh, and I, you know, the thing about... Um, heavyweights is it's like the uh henry dave uh henry wadsworth long for fellow uh the girl with the curl poem is um you know uh when they're bad when they're good they're very very good but when they're bad they're horrid and today they were pretty good it was fun they were the fight, fights were fun um but uh i mean let's face it a guy like jess willard who's not even a top 20 Heavy, all-time heavyweight champion, maybe not even top 25. I don't know. Some old-timers would probably argue me about that. He mopped the, mopped the floor with Deontay Wilder. Um, and it's just amazing to think the oodles of cash these guys can make today um, and not be as talented as um, previous guys. And I wouldn't be surprised if, well, maybe he won't get into the Hall of Fame. But because he's a heavyweight, you know, I mean, Michael Moore's getting into the Hall of Fame next this year. Yeah. So um, I do run, think they're running out they, of people. That yeah. So you know, I think that um, I, I don't know, and and even Michael Moore. Um, well, see, Michael Moore, you know, uh, you could knock him out. So it, that's the thing about Wilder is when you, you when you got an atomic bomb in each glove, if you land, you win. The you thing is, is, is you got to, all you need is the, is, is the boxing skill and the balls to go after Wilder and you're going to knock him out. End of story. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I'll quote Mae West, you know, getting back to what you said. Mae West said, when I'm good, I'm good. But when I'm bad, I'm even better. You know, so, <laughs> you know, I, but anyway, hey, in, in uh, a non heavyweight fight, in a world uh, uh, unification light heavyweight uh, fight, Dimitri Bivol. Uh, he won uh, his fight with a unanimous uh, uh, decision over uh, Linden. Actually, it was a stoppage over Linden. No, it was a unanimous decision, 120-107, all three scorecards over Linden Arthur. Um, I, you know, he needed to be a little more vicious. He needed a knockout in this fight. I don't know what to think of Bivol, but I don't think he stands a chance with Peter Beef. It's a tough one. Um I thought they were a little hard on him. They reminded me of HBO sometimes um, about being as critical as they were. He looked great. Uh, no, he looked great, but but you know, he, he's an accurate puncher. He's a volume puncher. Uh, he needed he, to knock this guy out. Yeah, I think the fact that he didn't stop him that hurts him. However, um, I don't think it takes the shine off the matchup with Betterbiev. I think that's one of the best match. Like a lot of people, that's one of the best matchups in the sport. Betterbiev is the nightmare creature of boxing. Um, I don't think there's anybody pound for pound who hits harder, with the exception of the guy we're going to see very early in the morning, the day after Christmas, which I cannot wait. Um, but uh, in terms of you know. Larger men, um, better Biev is just uh, fearsome. Um, the thing about Bivol is that he will have to be on that whole fight 
against better Biev because if he makes a mistake, it's good night, Irene. Um, so that fight, I don't know. I, I think I lean towards better Biev because if he lands, it, he wins. Well, but, that's um, that's where Bivol is extremely talented. That, he's got one of the most beautiful jabs in the sport right now, and he's a smart fighter. He yeah. knows how to use the ring. You know, uh, the big uh, the, you know thing that they were arguing about was did a body shot hurt him or was he playing possum? Nobody will ever know. He never seemed hurt to me in this fight. Uh, you know, I do give uh, Lyndon Arthur uh, credit for going as long as he did. When he was dropped in the 11th round. I, oh, he's going to have a splitting headache tomorrow. Well, I figured, you know, after he was dropped with that body, a solid body shot dropped him in the 11th round, I thought Bivol should have finished the show right then. And the fact that he didn't, uh, you know, credit to, to Arthur for surviving that round. But the 12th round, I, I thought that Dimitri Bivol had a great opportunity to finish the show and knock him out. Although he tried towards the end of the round, I can't believe that he, he was winded, uh, which, you know, because that's one thing about Bivol. He never, ever, I've never seen him breathe hard. You know, I mean, yeah. he, always, he always seems like he's in good shape. So I was a little surprised that he didn't jump all over him. But then again, you know, uh, you know, he's fighting smart. He, he knows he's got a big fight on the horizon. Why take the chance? I, I don't know. I, I didn't think Arthur posed any threat to him throughout the whole fight. Yeah, and I think that that's the thing about boxing is there's two kinds of tired in boxing. There's there's arm weary, and then there's gassed. I don't think he was gassed by any means. I think he just he he needed a little bit of a rest because he threw so many punches, um, and he needed to just recoup for a few seconds, and then he got back on him. But um, there was a, a one moment, and I think, yeah, the, the the garter snake did point it out that when he that he did sting him to the body. But you're right; I don't think it was tremendous. And you can never tell what these. The, a good fighter is really good at lying, and they don't tell you when they're hurt. And um, I remember in the first fight with um, uh, Roy Jones and Bernard Hopkins, there's a moment where Bernard Hopkins takes a body shot against Roy Jones that sounds like a rifle shot went off and you see no reaction from Hopkins. I'm sure that hurt like hell, but he doesn't let you know it. Um, good fighters won't let you know. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, um, I think some of that was going on there. Yeah. Um, you don't, you can't listen B-Hop, who I was critical of for most of his career, I realized, uh, you know, he's old school and he was mentally strong. Uh, today's fighters, not so much. You know, they're, they're not mentally strong. I'm Definitely sorry. Not the heavyweights. They're, yeah, the heavyweights, they're not. They're, they're all seeing, they're all they're hearing every single one of them is seeing, you know, fight therapists and all that. Well, fight therapists? I never heard of such well, a thing. Some of these guys, there was a, I can't remember now who it was, but on ESPN recently, um, the, the, these millennials, they'll fight with anybody. And he was he was in the middle of a fight and he's arguing with the referee. Yeah. Well, and Robert Garcia is like, dude, leave the referee alone. What, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, uh, yeah. You're, you're I, fighting somebody. <laughs> you know, one uh, one thing I want to mention before we get to the next fight, I, I, I tell you, to be honest with you, I love um, Saudi Arabia 
uh, for boxing. I, I, I think it's great, um, and I hope they continue uh, with that. But uh, in, in a fight that I really enjoyed for a lot of reasons, um, Daniel Dubois uh, scored a 10th round TKO um, uh, over uh, 300. I, I, I had to read this twice, you know, 333 pound. <laughs> Uh, Jarrell, big baby Miller. I never liked this Huge guy. Baby. Never, baby never, Miller. never liked him. But I'll give him credit. He's got a chin like, you know, you wouldn't believe. But uh, but Daniel Dubois did a great job in this fight. Um, he did take some shots. Uh, and, and I was surprised that, that he didn't incorporate the jab uh, like uh, uh, Bear Giles would say. Oh, no, I, I don't mean Bear Giles. I mean, he sounded... Didn't didn't uh, what's his name? Darren uh, Barker sound like the uh, Bear Giles? Yeah, oh, <laughs> I kept I kept waiting for him to just like you know all of a sudden eat, eat a caterpillar or something. But but you know the the, the <laughs> truth. Down yeah, the side I know, of the arena. exactly. Uh, he was good though. But but he he was right when he was saying that Dubois should have been uh, fighting a little more on the outside with, with the jab because he, he was effective with the jab. And Miller was driving forward the whole fight, pushing forward, pushing forward. And a, and a good jab and some footwork would have won the fight um, for uh, Dubois anyway. But as it turned out, I, I thought it was an entertaining fight. And um, I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't enjoy the ending uh, more. Yeah, it was the most entertaining uh, heavy bag workout I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. um, Jarrell, gigantic baby Miller. Um, it, uh, yeah, he, and it does make you wonder, um, you know, how effective those PEDs are at um, increasing your volume, volume punching. He he because, used to throw um, a lot of punches. Throw, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah he but used he to throw like eighty to hundred punches. It's hard to do that. Butterbean never threw that many. You know. Yeah, I guess when you're that huge, it's um, you know, it's difficult. But even like, well, but because I was thinking, you know, Tony Tubbs was always a big guy, and he could throw. He had real busy hands. Um, Buster Mathis was a big guy with busy hands, but. Even they were. This guy outweighed them by like 60, 70 pounds. Even. It, yeah, I mean, uh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so I, I think that, uh, and that was another thing. There was a moment in that where, um, I don't know, I guess, you know, the older I get, uh, I, the more of a curmudgeon I, I think I'm becoming because um, I, I get upset about little things. And um, that whole idea that I think Max Kellerman really started that who would you rather be? Um, that kind of thing, that's not a way to look at a fight because at one point Mannix was talking about that, you know, uh, Dubois was up four rounds to nothing. And uh, he's like, but at this point, I think I'd rather be Jarrell Miller. No, I'd want to be the guy who's up four rounds to nothing. I, I, I'm sorry. I, listen, I, I don't like Mannix and, and I don't like Todd. I just, I you know, they're two, but but I like Sergio. I've really liked, I've enjoyed Sergio Mora, yeah. and I love it when because he said it best. He goes at the end of the fight, he's going ah, about Darrell B May, uh, Miller. He's going, ah, hey, he's a cheater. He got the beating he deserved. Good riddance, he says. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, holy yeah. shit! And, you know, I mean, Tony, Tony Bellow was saying the same. Tony Bellow, does he have a sense of humor? I mean, I've never seen him smile. I mean. You know, he's got no personality, that guy, Tony Bello. He really doesn't, yeah. you know, for it, a broadcast, for a broadcast. 
you know? It was interesting how much of a boys club it was there. And I think it is because of just the, you know, the way that women are looked at in Saudi Arabia or, you know, it seemed almost like they were in one of the kingdoms of Mongo or something. Well, like we were saying through text, I'll, I'll say it. It looked like, uh, you know, his majesty, no disrespect, was being a trendsetter, bringing back the pizzeria and sunglass look because the, those, whatever they call them, what do they call them? I don't know what on a on a woman it's a hijab, but I don't know what it is on a man. All right, the headset, okay, that looked like yeah. a, a pizzeria uh, tablecloth like with the <laughs> with the sunglasses. I mean, I was just like, oh, it's a trend setup. If people start wearing that now, but uh, but uh, anyway, next fight before we get tossed off the air. Um, <laughs> you know, in a heavyweight fight, I, I actually enjoyed this one too, because. Uh, when uh, when I first saw uh, Makamunov um, walk out there, I was like, this guy looks like a, a, a total killer. I mean, you know, the way he was moving his head and, his, and the look on his face. Then the bell rang, you know, and, and he, I was like, this guy can't even fight. I mean, he was like he had cement shoes on. He had no defense, slow as molasses, and Ajit Cabell... Uh, just put on a show. I mean, this kid looked great, you know, in, in his win in, in stopping him. And talk about uh, getting stopped by a body shot. I mean, I, he was done. He was done, uh, 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 Makamunov. Uh, but uh, but I enjoyed uh, KBL's win, and I think that he deserves a, a big fight next. You know, that would be a good fight. You know, him and maybe Sanchez. We'll get to that uh, in a minute, you know. But uh, But your thoughts on that fight? Yeah, I think, yeah, Sanchez, Caballel, or Caballel and Dubois, those fights would be fun. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, athletic, uh, smaller um, heavyweights um, than some of these giants. And I think that was one of the things that was so much fun about that. I love seeing a real tall guy get knocked out. One of my favorite knockouts of all time is Corey Sanders knocking out Vlad Klitschko. Just love that knockout. There's something about those big guys when they go down, you know, there's just all arms and legs all over the place and uh, they go down hard, you know, like and like he, like I'll quote uh, Tuco in one of my favorite movies, uh, The Good, Bad and the Ugly. He said when the guy had him, he says, I like to fight big guys like you, because when you hit the ground, you make a big noise. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's about that. it. You know. <laughs> well, and, and that was the thing that. Uh, Caballel, you know, just in, in microcosm, of course, he gave us a good example of why um, Mike Tyson's style was effective at heavyweight. When you're small against these bigger guys, if you're speedy and can close that distance quickly, then being small is not a disadvantage. It can be an advantage um, because they're not used to that. Uh, you're you're posing a dimension that they don't often see, and I think that's definitely what happened for Mahmoudov because he came in there. You know, if, if this was like a gladiator movie or something, you'd be like, "Oh my God, he's gonna just mop the floor with this guy." But no, you know, this isn't uh, medieval times, um, and I think that that's what was cool about it. And, and I think because that you got that also with um, the big baby Miller fight was that. You know, size matters not, as Yoda says. Uh, in this sport, it's it's about skill. Looks don't win fights. Now, not that um, you know Miller looked like he was going to win much, other than um, 
you know, a pie eating contest. Um, but I do think that that was one of the things Caballel definitely is a guy that, um, you know, he's undefeated. Uh, he's talented. Uh, I definitely want to see him again. And that was a good scalp uh, for him to, uh, to, to get because um, I, I don't know, that was definitely, and it was, it was, um, it, you know, he hurt him so badly to the body and uh, Mahmoudov really tried, but um, I mean, he was leaning over, man. He was Hi, I, listen, I'll be the elephant in the room. I'll, I'll take uh, uh, Miller's place for a minute here, but I mean, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is uh, uh, Mahmoudov, showed that he has zero skill except for except for a little punching power and when you're fighting guys that are just led to the slaughter you know it's no different than Deontay Wilder and and credit to to I mean truthfully credit to Makamunov's team for for even putting him in the ring with KBL um but credit to KBL because he has some good wins on under his belt. I think he's proven to be a legit uh, uh, contender, and and I think he deserves some of these other fights. And as long as these guys are willing to fight each other, that could help the sport immensely, especially in the heavyweight division. It's if they start running in the other direction. I mean, let's face it. I'll I'll talk about the card, the whole card, in a, in a minute. But it was a lot of fluff there. Um, but. Uh, and and it, most of it panned out the way we expected, but but an interesting fight, and I, I gotta I gotta be honest when when I say that I didn't really see too much of uh, Jay uh, Opatia um, mm. prior to, to today. But man, do I want to see this guy again? Uh, the whole fact that he he basically had to vacate his title because he was fighting this fight, and, and he didn't wait for. Uh, an injured uh, Maris Brias to 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 get better. Uh, thoughts on that short fight over Elizoro? Yeah, he is um, you know one of boxing's unified champions. Uh, you know, legitimate champions. And um, no, he's got no belt. He's got well, the ring. Sick. He's got he's got the I, ring I go, belt. I go by the TBRB, uh, and he's he's the guy who beat the guy. You know. Um, so he's uh, that. That to me, you know, that just talked about how ludicrous the sanctioning bodies are. Agreed. That, that, uh, but now none of them are going to want to fight him, right? Especially, yeah, because he's a badass. He is. Um, and, but he um, shouldn't move up to heavyweight. A guy, no, a guy like. A, a, I mean, maybe wait a little while. No, but no. Yeah, down the road, him against Usyk might be uh, fun. Okay, if if, if Usyk if if he wins. He's not going to stick around, I don't think. But Jay Opaya, uh, he could be a guy that could bring, you know, at least here in the States, if people start watching him, he could bring some attention to that cruiserweight division because I think that the cruiserweight division, based on the size of the guys, a maximum of 200 pounds or actually 199, is the key to big men fighting exciting fights because let's face it some of these heavyweights you know a 245 pound you know uh anthony joshua yeah okay that's a big monster you know that that's got skill like lennox lewis but then you also see some other guys that are 245 pounds that look like the pillsbury doughboy and and they're still in the division too you know what i mean right right and i think that that's that's one of the things that's I think 
sometimes you get eras where you're reminded um, and that's one of the reasons why I don't like to put heavyweights in my pound for pound, because there are times where you're reminded the real talent and the real artiste is below the unlimited class. Um, and I think that we're living in one of those times. Um, and I think that's why to me, better be is much more frightening than a guy like a Deontay Wilder, because Deontay Wilder, if you have tools, you could beat him. Whereas Bedarbiev is frighteningly powerful and he's got skills. I know. That's <laughs> same thing with like who's more terrifying, Deontay Wilder or Terrence Crawford? Right. Terrence Crawford will kick your ass. Right. Deontay right. Wilder, you could kick his ass as long as you don't get hit. Right. Right. You know, so that's the thing about boxing is that it's those balances of all those um, skills. Uh, it's not. The guys that just can do one thing, you know, they're beatable. It's the guys that can do everything. Well, that's that's, that's real dangerous. The, that's that, why somebody like Inouye, um, you know, he's one of the best in the. I think he is the best in the sport. Well, well, I I I mean, that's why you can always have the argument that the fighters of yesteryear, most of them that made it to even top ten contenders could do it all you know yeah. and and today it's a it's a moving uh thing in, in a fight well, that when you have like a moment where where todd grisham i think i forget which fight it was i think it, i think it was in the uh dubois fight where he mentioned um billy Kahn and joe lewis i was like please uh, well, yeah he must uh, not, the, you I, know in like a, a a sweaty sweaty t-shirt that joe lewis or billy Kahn throws off has more talent than we saw in that whole <laughs> No, thing. I know, I know. I hate when people do. But in, in a fight that, I, you know, I, the most exciting part of uh, uh, Hergovich's win over uh, Demori was the post-fight talking when he's like, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. I love this guy. I love him. You know, he, he, he won the fight. I mean, truthfully, uh, this guy shouldn't have been. They they shouldn't allowed him in in the ring. I mean, talk about going for a payday. Uh, either either that or or this was one of the worst uh, matchmaking jobs in history. I mean, uh, it, it, although uh, you know, I thought that uh, Her Hergovich was was powerful and everything. I mean, did the shots that stopped this kid, Demori, really look that devastating? I mean, yes, they landed. But the way he reacted was just like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this, you know? <laughs> I didn't know you were it's me. like, yeah, you did. It's a fucking boxing match, you know? I mean, you know, but uh, yes, terrible. There was, there was elements of it. Um, that fight looked like it could almost be a member Cedric Kushner's heavy, heavyweight explosion. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me a little bit of that. With the case um, of money? Yeah, here's yeah. the Yeah. <laughs> Um, it reminded me a little of that. And, and I think maybe that's, you know, that's okay. When you, when you have a card like this, that's so loaded, it's okay. If there's a couple of fights like that, um, at least in my opinion, it's when, when there's like three fights and you're, tr you're sell them all like they're incredible. And they didn't do that with this card because they, they, uh, in the pre-fight, they kind of they Darren Barker made it very clear that he thought that 
the more he was getting blown out. And he did. Um, so I do think well, that he had that 10 years. He had 10. He was 10 years older. The, the only guy that he ever fought that was was even half good knocked him the, out. You know, both his losses were against people that were, were somewhat decent, you know. And then this one. I, I'm, I'm just afraid to – I didn't even look at his record, to be honest with you, but I'm afraid to see who'd, who he fought to get the 41 wins. You know, was, <laughs> what, was it all his sister? Did he fight his sister 41 <laughs> times? Yeah, I don't. I don't see too many. Oh, he. Well, he he got knocked out in one round by David Hay. Right when David Hay's comeback, you know. But yeah. uh, and, and to open up the show, uh, a guy that I I <clears throat> uh, like, Frank Chan Sanchez, um, fought Junior Fay and 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 won uh, by stoppage. But you know, uh, when I was looking at the beginning of the fight, Fay looked like he was just happy to be there. He's smiling a lot. Um, and then as the fight started, I was getting a little nervous with Sanchez because, you know, I, I, I never realized how skinny his legs were. I mean, Tommy Hearns had bigger legs than him. And um, he, he, he seemed to be really struggling uh, with Faye's uh, uh, height, you know. And, and, and I thought that Sanchez's footwork seemed very heavy. Um, and then all of a sudden Faye starts uh, affecting him with the jab. And, and he was utilizing his height well. And, and then next thing I know, Sanchez drops him in the sixth with a really snappy right hand. And then uh, the end was was there in the seventh when, when he kept putting him down. Um, I, I, I thought maybe Sanchez should have come on a little little sooner. Your thoughts on the fight? Yeah, I, I thought, um, you know, it, it ended up being, looking like a good, good victory for Sanchez. But I... I for a while there, I thought, wow, this guy's giving him a little more problems than I expected. Um, yeah, I and I think that that's one of the things about this was um, that, you know, it does make for interesting combinations going forward because you could have uh, Sanchez Hergovic um, or you could have, um, you know, uh, Caballel versus uh, Sanchez um you know, there's a couple of different matchups can be made. Um, I like that fight, Cabiel Sanchez. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or, or Herkovich. You know, I mean, you know, he, it's another one. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, a couple of points that I wanted to make just about the card in general. I, I, when did pay per view start having commercials? I mean, the whole idea of a pay per view is you're paying. You know, I mean, I. And then they have the balls to put commercials on too, you know. Yeah. I mean that sucks, you know. And to think that we all got this great card for thirty nine ninety nine. Look, it was a good card. I loved it. I loved the fact that it's in Saudi Arabia. That it's it's not two in the morning here on the East Coast. Um, but uh, I, I think having my my final thoughts on the on the on the event itself. I, I think I, I love having these fights here. I think it's great for the sport. I think it was great that all the promoters worked together. Um, it's amazing uh, what you do when all kinds of money are just thrown at you, you know? I mean, truthfully, you know, that's why they did it. They all made a, a ton of money. Um, the matchmaker's uh, uh, grade for this card, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it that great. I mean, it seemed good for us because we were all excited to see 
AJ and Deontay and, and some of these young fighters on the card, I think we, we lost sight of who the opponents were. Um, or maybe their, their, their talent level flew under the radar. Um, you know, I, I think what you were saying before is the best scenario, that the winners come back and, and fight each other. Um, I, I couldn't stand the commercials, like I said. And I think overall, thirty nine ninety nine. I think it was worth it. I don't think it was worth uh, more, and I don't think it was worth less. And I would love to have a similar card come back uh, at the same price. Yeah, I loved the price. Um, $39.99 was awesome. Uh, the commercials, yeah, I'm not too fond of that, especially that they air them during um, the uh, rest period between rounds. I want to hear the fighter, trainer uh, back and forth. Um, you know, I do, I, I, I kind of want to see that movie though. You know me, I love horror movies. So I do kind of want to see that, uh, what was it? Night, night swim or the something. swim. I'll never go in a yeah. pool again. <laughs> yeah. But the auto zone I could do without, um, the fact that it's Saudi Arabia, you know, I mean, of course the, their human record, human rights record, uh, isn't great, of course, but you know, we're the United States. So who we shouldn't be pointing fingers at anybody. Um, uh, they've got the death penalty. We've got the death penalty. When it comes to war, um, nobody's got a worse track record than us. Um, so um, I, I think that, um, and I think that that's another thing that's not uncommon in boxing is you have these uh, principalities with iffy human rights records who have a, a time to make a big splash on the big stage and uh, the world stage. And that's what they're doing. Um, that was the case with uh, M President Mobutu and Zaire with the, um, the rumble in the jungle. And I think um, his excellency uh, Ming the Merciless or whoever he is, uh, Prince Bonesaw um, is doing that over there. Um, and boxing uh, and, and of all the sports, boxing's right there to go yay we'll take yeah, it and i think you know. you know for me i think that that's one of the reasons why you didn't see that that lovely uh blonde there laura woods uh i think that if she showed up in those leather pants and the high heels i think they would have probably stoned her to death. <laughs> maybe um, but, but you know so i don't think that um you know it's going to look different than it does here i i was wondering if they even have round card girls i bet they don't i didn't notice any yeah, I bet they don't. Um, but, but hey, um, hey, they hey, wrote the checks. They wrote hey. the checks. They paid, and and it's good. We get to watch the fights early. Leave their human rights issues alone. Let them right. well, let them think, let know, them just do what they do. We should mind our own business. Yeah, and you I know, think it is kind of strange because think about it. We've had it's just weird hearing them all thank His Excellency at the every end of the time. Fight. Every time, um, I but I think. You know, I would be embarrassed. Him. I would be embarrassed if people referred to me as, you know, uh, His Excellency. His I mean, Excellency. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that's, um, you know, for years we heard people thank uh, Don King before they thanked God, you know, or thank Al Heyman before they thank God. Um, granted, you know, they're not in the same ballpark. But I think a lot of them were the, – His Excellency was um, – the guy, uh, the guy who was like the the main promoter or the no, he was in charge. He was the the like prince the of the prince of no, the prince of entertainment. 
Oh, okay. okay. He did all of it. He probably does concerts. He was like the, the head of the Mohegan Tribal Nation. Yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah. But but That's you know crazy. what? You know, hey, listen. You know, I, like I said, you know, they threw the money around. You know, they, and and you make a good point. You know, they want the recognition and and boxing. I mean, they're predicting that's going to become the new uh, mecca of boxing. And you know what? If they keep throwing money around and you keep getting these promoters willing to work together, it's going to be. You know, so for the sport of boxing, uh, and to you know, kind of turn a, a blind eye to the other issues, hey, they'll they'll be gladly uh, uh, front and center to to do it. Uh, yeah, we got. I mean, if and I guess you know, if you if it's the mecca of boxing, it's not far from mecca. Uh, I <laughs> no. guess there's some kind of irony there, uh, some poetic justice, I guess. Well, you know what? All in all, uh, it was worth the thirty nine ninety nine. It's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, what transpires uh, from uh, from here on out, and uh, I tell you, Alex, I, I'm glad you joined me uh, to do this. It, this is I, instead of me doing a show uh, this past Thursday, I decided that this uh, would be our last show of uh, 2023. So we'll be back uh, uh, at the beginning of the year, like you mentioned. There's a couple of uh, good fights coming our way, um, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll keep it going. February is a big fight. Usyk uh, and Tyson Fury, uh, so uh, uh, and and like I told you, I'm going to start uh, uh, doing the the local fight scene again, um, which I'm looking forward to. So uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you uh, uh, out and about, and uh, you know we can talk boxing. Awesome, yeah, and, and other I, things. I, I, I joined uh, I joined the I, uh, the Baldy the, Nation I, there. I um, see you joined the Billy yeah. C Club. Well, I tell you, I was losing my hair and I looked kind of like uh, it, it got to a, this point, this point of no return where I looked like like kind of a mangy coyote. So, mm. yeah, I, I went all the way and I do. I do feel kind of like a supervillain, like I, I'm going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's um, the beard. It's the it's the beard. <laughs> hey, you remember when I when I first I first didn't even realize how how bald I was. Me and you were do we were calling that event in Florida at the baseball stadium, and oh. I was and I was watching I was watching a clip, and I'm going uh, I go hey John I was saying a, a John Muscunis, uh, uh the uh, from LDL TV the producer and owner of LDL TV and and we were watching a replay and I said there's Alex I said who who's the who's that bald guy next to him and he looks at me and goes that's you Billy Z and I was like holy shit and I never noticed because it was the first time I ever saw the the shot of my head from behind you know because the camera was coming from behind and uh, ever since then uh, it was uh, it was it was a, it was a different ball game. But yeah, uh, I mean, it does kind of feel weird, and it's like oh, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Brando. At least you're not mini me. At least you're not a mini me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but anyway, Alex, make sure you join us again. I know uh, your schedule is uh, a little type of. Uh, trust me, boys and girls, we're going to work on uh, something. Uh, for 2024, where we could do some blasts of the past. I get emails about oh, it uh, all the time. And I want to incorporate some video with it. I got a lot of good production ideas uh, for us to do those. And uh, it's going to be coming up in 2024. So, uh, Alex, I wish you and your family uh, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I wish everybody else out there uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, so until t- <laughs> until next time. 
Make sure you tune in. Same bat time, same bat channel. Till then, ciao, baby.